women can handle it, can't they? I mean, we are all proof because we're all here. Uh, you know, and uh, we have mothers that are here that have been through it more than one time. But yet, it's no fun, is it? And also, the part of man working and tilling the ground and sweating and laboring, while it's not always fun, we're still here, aren't we? We can survive it. God equipped us to do it. God didn't curse us with something that was impossible, with something that we couldn't do, but yet at the same time, it is a challenge, isn't it? But it's something we are fully capable of doing. God enabled us to do it. We have that ability, and it's completely normal. It is a natural thing for a woman to have a child. It's a natural thing for her to be in pain. When she, my wife is having the baby and she's in pain, I'm not yelling at her and being like, you know, why are you being so dramatic about this? It can't be that bad. This is a perfectly normal thing, but, and it's a perfectly natural thing. And while it is normal and natural, the pain is normal and natural. And guys, when you know, when you're working and you come home and you're tired, you've been you know working all day and you just about to pass out. You know, hopefully your wife's not like, "What's wrong with you? Why are you tired?" You know, it's it's normal for you to be that way. But at the same, it's it's a natural thing. But yet at the same time, it's no fun. Okay? But it is completely normal, and it's completely natural. And what I want to talk about tonight is are the results of going against nature. The results of going against nature. There are some things I want to show you in the Bible that weird things that happen to people. Strange things that are not normal that happen to people. Many of the strange, weird, abnormal things that are going on today, I believe, are the very result of people that are going against nature. They're going against the natural order and it has very unnatural Consequences, and we see that in the Bible. We're going to be, we're going to be going to Romans a little bit and looking there. But I, first, I want us to look at what's natural here, because right here in the book of Genesis, okay, in the Genesis, the book of beginnings, when everything began, I mean, God made us for a specific purpose. God created the man for a certain purpose. God created the woman for a certain purpose. And while some of the thing, our purposes that we have to serve, while it's difficult. And it's challenging and not easy. We have the ability to do it. And when we do those things, we will be the best off. We will be the most healthy. We will be the most happy when we do those things. But if we get to where we don't like the way God made us, and we start changing things, trying to get away from God's plan that He originally had, unnatural things will begin to happen. And so I want us to look at some of those things. And for, so, for example, we're going to look at a couple things in men that the Bible specifically mentions that happens to them as a result of going against nature. And then and some things for women, and then there's one thing that's for both. So, <clears throat> but many of the things that we see, unnatural things in people's human behavior today, it's because our culture is going against nature. And when you get away from God's plan, there's going to be consequences. And listen, I don't think it's any coincidence that, I mean, we are seeing this rapid increase in homosexuality, in transgenderism. I mean, people can't even figure out if they're a male or a female anymore. And this, you know, seems to be coming more and more common. I mean, anymore, just seeing girly guys 
is a very common thing. And it's a cultural thing, but it's, and it's, it's not just because guys are seeing this stuff on TV and picking up on these styles. I believe there's things in their daily life that's going on that is turning them into girly men. That's turning women into manly women and butches or whatever you want, whatever you want to call them. And it's a result of them going against the natural order. And when you get into what the Bible says about these things, what I'm going to preach tonight, I don't try to be offensive on purpose. But what I'm going to preach tonight would be considered by the world as extremely sexist. I saw a thing in the news this week about Jimmy Kimmel made an extremely sexist remark to a woman that's an actress, and she married, and he made a very sexist remark. And the remark that he made that was sexist is he was shocked because she just got married and her husband took her last name. Now... You all are looking disgusted by that, and rightfully so, because you all are normal people here. But you know what? A lot of people got mad at him, saying that's sexist. Why can't the husband take the wife's name? If the wife can take the husband's name, why should either of them have to change their name? And you know what? If you go back to Genesis, you can figure it out real quick. You know what God called Eve? You know what God named Eve? It wasn't Eve. God called them Adam, it says. He gave them the same name. Adam called her Eve. Okay? It's convenient for the woman to have another name. So if you're referring to me or my wife, we're not calling us both Tommy, but she is Mrs. Tommy Wayne McMurtry II. But yeah, we call her Cassandra. But that's who she is when she got married. And I know that's sexist today, but you know what? I believe in sticking with the natural order of things. Because I don't want the consequences that come with going unnatural that we'll see. But one thing that I think that we've gotten away from in America, and even as Baptists. And this will get me in trouble with a lot of Baptist people. But, you know, I'm just going to read what the Bible says. And then I'm going, I'm going to explain what's going on. And I, I think it's a huge problem. And it's because we're going against the natural order. But Genesis 2.23, Adam said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She should be called woman because she was taken out of a man. Therefore shall a man leave his father and mother and shall cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh. Okay? Now you can say I'm getting extreme here, but the Bible says, For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. I think part of the problem in our culture today is we've got young men leaving home and staying single way too long. And... We, you know, nowadays, you know, and I know there's a lot of problems here. One, guys are extremely immature these days at 20 and 25 and 30. They are extremely immature these days, and it shouldn't be that way. Thankfully, not all of them are like that. You know, so there's, there's plenty of mature ones, you know, if they were raised right. But at the same time, you know, if you start talking about a 20 or 21-year-old getting married, people look at you like, you're nuts. Well, yeah, that would be nuts with these children that are being raised and are still children at 20-some years old. I understand all that. But listen, you know, for example, all right, in Bible college, this is where I'll get in trouble. But Bible college, you know one of the biggest struggles they have in Bible college is keeping the guys and girls away from each other. Now, here's the thing. When a guy becomes a man, he's going to want a woman. 
That's completely normal. And you go and you take all these young men that want a woman, and you say, and you put them in a place where there's a whole bunch of women, and say, you can't have them. That's not normal. They're going to want to pursue them. They are going to want to go after them. But here's the thing, and we're going to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 7. Let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 7. Well, you know, they need to finish their college education first. They need to figure out what they're going to do with their life first. They need to do this first. They need to, you know, they need to do all these things first. Well, okay, okay, fine. But here's the thing. You go and you take a grown man and you put him around a bunch of women. He's going to want them. That's normal. That's natural. And look at what 1 Corinthians chapter 7 says. Now concerning the things whereof ye wrote unto me, it is good for a man not to touch a woman. Nevertheless, to avoid fornication, let every man have his own wife and let every woman have her own husband. Listen, it's good if they, they don't do it. But you know what? We can't allow fornication. And unfortunately, that happens even at Bible colleges. Stuff happens. And, it's, and so we've got to avoid that. So you know what? Let them get married. Let them have a wife. <laughs> let, let them get married. Verse 3, Let the husband render unto the wife due benevolence, and likewise also the wife unto the husband. The wife hath not power over her own body, but the husband, and likewise also the husband hath not power of his own body, but the wife. Defraud ye not one another, except it be with consent for a time, that ye may give yourselves to fasting and prayer, and come together again, that Satan tempt you not for your incontinency. You see right here, the Bible says for husband and wife, you've got to be careful being apart from each other because the longer you're apart, and I got to be, you know, I want to be careful now, we got kids here, but you are opening the door for Satan to come in and tempt you and get you in trouble. And we wonder why young men, even in Bible colleges, are falling prey to temptation. It's because they're normal, they're natural. They want a relationship with a woman, and you're telling them they can't have one. And, you know, and the Bible says it's good for a man not to touch a woman, but we've got to avoid fornication. So let every man have his own wife. And he talks to other parts of the Bible where there's some people that that's not a problem for them. You know, they have that gift, and they, you know, they're they're fine. But most people, it's not okay. It's not normal. They need a woman. And so, let them do it to avoid fornication. And then look at this, but verse 6, But I speak this by permission and not of commandment. For I would that all men were even as I myself, but every man hath his proper gift of God, one after this man, another after that. Paul never was married, and he didn't have a problem with it. And it was beneficial for him. Can you imagine if Paul, with what he went through, would have had a wife and kids? Can you imagine Paul's wife and kids watching the things that he went through? It would have been a horrible burden for him that he would not have been able to bear. But you know what? Paul, he was fine without a wife. He had that gift. And you know what? I didn't. And not everybody does. And so you know what? I got married. I got married at 20. And I'm glad I did. And I never had to worry about committing fornication as a result of that. And I didn't have to deal with the consequences of that. And I got the blessings of not doing that. But... Verse 8, I say therefore to the unmarried and widows, it is good for them if they abide even as I. But if they cannot contain, let them marry. For it is better to marry than to burn. And you got people, you know, said, and Christians were the worst about this because you see, like in, in the world, 
young men and young women do whatever they want to do. And that's wrong. They're committing fornication. They're committing all kinds of abominations. It's wicked. But at the same time, what they're wanting to do, it's a natural thing. They're not doing it the right way. They're committing a sin. But then, in other places, you got guys that are wanting to marry a girl or whatever, and they're telling them, no, you don't want to get married until you graduate from college. And I've never ran a Bible college before. Okay? But at the same time, it's like, why don't they want them to get married? Uh, personally, I think it's because chances are they're probably going to get pregnant. If she gets pregnant, she's going to end up dropping out of school. Now they don't get tuition from her. He's got the responsibility of a wife and kid. He might not make it either. They're all out of school, and what does that do with the tuition that they need? Because it's not normal having guys and girls together like that and telling them they can't get married. And they wonder why there's fornication and stuff that goes on. That is unnatural. And the Bible says it is better to marry than to burn. And they're there and they're burning. And we're telling them to do something that God never commanded. God says, for this cause shall a man leave his father and mother. They're not, under the, you know, they're not really under the authority of their parents anymore. They're miles away from their parents. And th- things are happening. And it's bad. I mean, that, that, when fornication happens, it is a bad, very bad thing. We don't want it to happen. And as a result of this, of going against nature, I believe that's why we have this rise in perverts that we do today. Notice that phrase in there, it is better to marry than to burn. Now go to Romans chapter 1. And that, you know, burn me just to be... You know, consumed. I, you know, I think you probably know what I'm talking about, but look at Romans chapter one and verse twenty-five. It says, well, look at verse twenty-four. Wherefore God also gave them up to, gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts, to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie, and worshipped and served the creature more than the Creator, who is blessed forever. For this cause God gave them up to, unto vile affections. For even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise, also the men, leaving the natural use of a woman, burned in their lust one toward another, men with men working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error which was meet. Did you all see that? They left the natural use of a woman. And they burned in their lust. And we have now a homosexual. And that is a result of unnatural behavior. And unnatural behavior is leaving the use of a woman. And I, I know this is sexist stuff in, in today's world, but it's right. It's biblical. And we wonder why we have young men in their 20s that are getting involved in this stuff all the time. You know, because they're leaving home and they're going out and they're starting a life and living without a woman. And even it happens even in Bible colleges. I know of guys who went through four years of Bible college and came out a homosexual. That's not normal. That shouldn't happen in places where they taught strongly against it. We they're in <clears throat> I mean, more and more, this kind of thing is happening. And notice, notice those words. Let the natural use, that which is against nature, 
these things are normal. What is the natural? What is nature? What was the plan for this cause? Shall a man leave his father and mother and cleave unto his wife, and they two shall be one flesh? You know that the physical relationship between a husband and wife is so important. If the longer they go without that, the more open they are to temptation and getting involved in all these perverted things. I mean, it's just right there in the Bible, and yet we're still scratching our heads and trying to figure out why the world's going so crazy. And I believe it's because we have gotten away from the natural order. Another part of this, too, I believe, is not enough physical labor. Did you see that in Genesis chapter 3? And the sweat of thy brow? Not enough physical labor. And and I want to show you something here, too, because it's like, all right, well, what if I have a job that's not real physical? Are you saying... I'm being unnatural as a man. No, you know what? You can have a job where you're using your brain, and it's physical labor. I can prove to you from the Bible. Um, in Ecclesiastes 12:12, 12, 12, it says, "And further by these, my son, be admonished of making many books. There is no end, and much study is a weariness of the flesh." You know what? If you have a brain job where you got to use your brain all day, you're going to go home wore out too. You know, and a lot of the people today, one of the reasons there's so many perverts and young people getting involved in so much junk and filth is they have nothing to do. They have no physical labor. They're not thinking. They're not studying. They're on a computer all day playing video games and things. Their minds are just going off who knows where. They're on the Internet looking at all the junk that's out there. And we wonder why we're turning out perverts. You know, people, young men especially, they need to be wore out. That's why, I mean, boys, I mean, young, they need to go to school. And they need to study until their head hurts. Listen, sometimes when I'm here at the church studying for some of these things, I mean, my head's hurting by the time it's done. I'm trying to think of all this stuff, and I, I get a headache. And I do. I know I was just reading all day, but I, it wears me out. It really does. And then on top of that, i got a physical job that I do two days a week, and it's like, <laughs> and then, you know, I got the other job that I do where it's not physical, but I got people calling me and I'm thinking about stuff all the time and just, you know, I don't have time to get in trouble. I, I, I don't have time to turn into a pervert. I, I just, I, I can't do it. I just, I physically couldn't do it, even if I wanted to, not with all that's going on. And guys need to be busy. And you know, one thing that's sad too, you've got some of these guys that the parents, they pay their whole way through college. And let me tell you, if you're going to send them to Bible college and tell them they can't have girls, then you know what? You, they better be wore out. They better be studying like crazy, and then they better be working a job besides that. I mean, their biggest concern in their life is, should be, their biggest desire should just be one night of eight hours of sleep. And I, Otherwise, they're going to get in trouble. You have to keep guys wore out. And that was the way God made things. That was the way you know, things were originally planned. One of the Ten Commandments. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Now, we all know that part. But the very next part of it, six days shall you labor. I'm not, I don't know if I'm, I'm not quoting that right. Let me, let me look at that real quick. Yeah, six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work. Six days. Guys, these days, they want a job where they only have to work three or four days a week, four hours a day, in air conditioning, you know, with full pay and benefits and everything. Sorry, you, know, you need to be working six days a week. And you need to have one day where you can rest and focus on God. And guys these days, they're lucky to... You know, they're not doing any work. And they need to be. That was the way God made us. 
That was, and we are, we are, we are programmed as men to be workers and to do work. And guys aren't doing it. They're going, and mommy and daddy's paying their way through Bible college. And they go and they do, they flunk their few classes that they are taking, and then they sit around, you know, on social media and tweeting and playing on their cell phones, and turn into these wimpy, pathetic little doughboys that can't do anything, and a lot of times come out a pervert. And that's just too bad. It's that's unnatural for them to do that. And, you know, kids these days, too, if they have to pay their way or work their way to college, boy, do they feel like a victim. Now, let me tell you something. I mean, you know, I don't think it's a blessing if your parents pay your way through college because you're probably just going to go there and get in trouble. And that, and people think that college anymore is just a partying experience. And that's what they do. They go and they, they just want to party. And that's one thing for the world to be that way. But Christians, good night. We ought to know better than that. But Second Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 7 says, For yourselves know how that ye ought to follow us. For we behaved not ourselves disorderly among you, neither did we eat any man's bread for naught, but wrought with labor and travail night and day, that we might not be chargeable to any of you. Not because we have not power, but to make ourselves an ensample unto you to follow us. For even when we were with you, this we commanded you, that if any would not work, neither should he eat. For we hear that there are some which walk disorderly among you, not at all, but are busybodies. Now them that are such we command and exhort by our Lord Jesus Christ, that with quietness they work and eat their own bread. But ye, brethren, be not weary in well-doing, and if any man obey not our word by this epistle, note that man, and have no company with him, that he may be ashamed. Yet count him not as an enemy, but admonish him as a brother." Right here we see that Paul said when we came, we worked. I mean, we labored. We worked hard. And you know, I, I hope I, you know, I want to set a good example here too. One of these days, I'm looking forward to when this is my only job. And all my income is from the church. But at the same time, you know what? There's preachers that are out there that are getting a full ride and they're not doing hardly anything. They're lazy. They barely study anything. They get off all their sermons off the internet they don't knock doors. They don't make visits. They're just they're on, on computer tweeting all day long. And a lot of these guys who are preachers end up being perverts. You hear about these preachers that are perverts out there? And you hear, it's like, how could that happen? It's because a lot of them are living an unnatural lifestyle. They live a life where their only work they really do is literally when they get up and preach. That's it. They're not studying. So they, they get all their sermons online. They go to ministry127.com and they got it all right. They got it all right there. It's there. I looked at it one time. I heard about it. I wanted to see what it was. And I'm like, I'm not doing that. (laughs) I'm not going off somebody else's study. I'm supposed to do that myself. But a lot of people are doing it. A lot of people are getting all their stuff from there. And I'm not saying it's bad stuff on there, but I'm saying they're lazy and they're not doing any work. And that's why a lot of them are perverts. I don't have time to do that. It just I, I, I hear about these guys that get involved in these things. It's like, how could they do that? I don't have the time. I don't have the money. And some of these guys too, the biggest perverts that you hear about in some of these churches are one, these guys are getting paid big bucks. And they're not working hard. They're, they are not at all. And 
It's unnatural, and it gets them in trouble. Paul said, we didn't do that. Try to set an example for them because they needed to work hard. If any does not work, neither should he eat. And, boy, do we have a problem with that in our society today. People who don't work, but do plenty of eating. And what a shame that is. And we wonder why there's all the child molesters out there. We wonder why there's all these perverts out there. We wonder why there's all these druggies and things... These people are living unnatural lifestyles that we were not programmed to live. And what are they doing? They're trying to avoid the curse. What we would call the curse. They're trying to avoid sweat. They're trying to avoid labor. Not willing to do anything. And we cannot do that. And guys need to be busy. We really do. You know, boys, they need to be busy. I know kids hate school, but they need school to keep their mind busy. And then when they get home, they need chores to do to get them to get them physically tired. And you know they they can have their fun too. You know I'm all for letting kids have fun too. I'm all for adults having fun sometimes too. But you know, I'm getting I'm getting tired of all these preachers. Whenever you talk to them, all they want to talk about all the time is how much time they spend on the golf course. And listen, I mean, if a preacher's able to go golf, and I'm, I'm not going to say nothing against it. Maybe I'm just jealous. But it's like, you know what? You sure talk about golf an awful lot. And I notice you're getting pretty out of shape. Pretty, I've talked to some preachers, you shake their hand, and it's like shaking, you know, grabbing a dead fish. And then, a lot of times, you know, you find out some of these guys turned out to get in, moral, you know, have moral problems and things. And be, it's because we were not programmed to sit out on a golf course five days a week. We need to be challenged. We need to work. It's fulfilling. And I'm telling you, I remember I had one week. I remember I was 18, and I had like one week where I was without a job. I felt like the biggest loser in the world. I mean, I... I I, mean, I felt terrible. I was like, i got to find a job. i got to find a job. And I, you know, and I, I finally got a job. But man, that was like the longest week of my life. I felt like a loser. And my dad helped me with that. I was sitting around the house one day. He's like, you know, you need to get a job. You know, but I'm glad. Because you know what? I could have gotten over that feeling. I could have gotten used to it. And you know what? I would have probably sat around his house doing nothing, accomplishing nothing, and if I was like a lot of the generation, I could still be there living in my parents' basement. That wouldn't have happened in my dad's house. He would he'd have thrown me out way before I turned 34, I guarantee you. But I'm telling, I'm telling you right now, that these, this is unnatural. And right here in the Bible, we see in Genesis what God gave to man. We were made for it. We were programmed to it. And we see in the Bible, when we go against that, what happens? The results of it. And you just watch. People that aren't working, that are lazy... These, those kind of things happen with them. And that is why even people coming out of Bible college are coming out sometimes homosexual, sometimes fornicators. And it should not happen. They need a life. They need to work. But also, and I'm not, I'm not blaming Bible colleges for all this. I'm just saying it happens. Okay? I'm not even saying I have all the solutions for it. But you know what? If, there's, if they're burning... Better to marry than to burn. I got a scripture for that. And you know, they need they need a, they need to let them get married. But anyway, and then for the ladies, or well, before the, or I, I forgot one for the guys. Uh, Genesis chapter two, verse twenty-three. Go back to Genesis chapter two, verse twenty-three. 
I almost forgot one short point I want to make. When he said, for this cause, shall, or verse 24, shall a man leave his father and mother and shall cleave unto his wife, and they should be one flesh. Okay. There was, while man naturally needs a woman, it's not just for the physical relationship. What is the purpose of a man getting a wife in the Bible? It's the two of them becoming one and starting another family. That's why he left his father's house. He's going to start his own house. And you know what? Right there, children, there is just something about having children that it, where it's a huge responsibility that is overwhelming. I will never forget when carrying Tommy out of the hospital and looking at this helpless little baby and thinking, this is now, I mean, this is our responsibility. We have to raise him. We have to feed him. We've got to train him. But you know what? These days, we want, every, we want the government to do it all for us. You feed my child. You pay his bills. You know, you, you train him. You teach him. And even in churches, that, you know, you teach, you know, Sunday school teachers, you teach him the Bible. You know, pastor, you know, you teach him everything he needs to know. That is our responsibility as parents. And that response, right, right there, that's one of the things that keeps me in line. I have six kids depending on me. I can't go and get myself in trouble and throw my life away when I have six children that are looking up to me that depend on me. I can't do that. And just that right there, I mean, if the slightest thought of doing evil comes up, I've got to think about that, those responsibilities that I have. And to think that what I do will affect what they will end up doing. If I go and I fall into that kind of sin and they see it, there's a good chance that they'll do the same thing. And boy, it gives you an overwhelming feeling of responsibility and it keeps you in line. But yet we've got guys these days that are out there, they have no responsibility, no wife to take care of, no children to raise, nobody depending on them for anything. And it's my own life, I can do my own thing. And they just do their own thing. They go after whatever lust, their wicked, messed up, twisted flesh because of their unnatural lifestyle, tells them to do, and they get in huge trouble. And I'm telling you right now, having kids will straighten you out. Unless you go all unnatural and you turn all the responsibilities over to the government. And that right there, once again, our government enabling people to get twisted and to go against nature, and it is destroying families and it's destroying people. And that is why we've got some just goofed up men's out there, men out there. But I, I've spent a lot of time with the men. I'm gonna have to go fast to the women. The women are all like, "All right, good." But uh, for the women, okay, in Genesis chapter two, verse twenty-three, says, or you know, the man was gonna to cleave to his wife, okay? And we see, or, and then we see in Genesis three sixteen, God says unto the woman, He said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception, and sorrow shall thou bring forth children. And thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. Having children is painful, but you can handle it. You can do it. You've been made for that ability. And, you know, it's amazing. My wife has six kids. She's homeschooling four of them. I mean... You know, our house can get crazy sometimes. 
But you know what? You know, my wife right now, 34 years old with six kids, my wife, you know, deal with all the stuff that goes with that, pastor's wife, all these responsibilities. You know, she's not on any prescription meds for mental problems. None. Not taking any. And yet, you know how many millions of women are out there today who don't have any children that are all whacked out on antidepressants and on every mind-altering medication you can imagine out there? They, they don't know how to cope through life. They don't know how to make it through life. I mean, they they got to go see psychiatrists and deal with all these things. What's wrong? And, you know, and sometimes my wife looks at that and is like, what do they have to be stressed out about? They don't have any kids. You know, they, they, don't have, they don't have anything to do. And that's the problem right there. They have nothing to do. That's not natural. That's not normal for a woman. It's stressful having kids. It's a lot of work having kids and raising children. But women, you can handle it. God made you to be able to handle it. It's going to be challenging. It's not going to be fun. Sometimes you're going to feel like you're going crazy, but you're not. You can do it. You've been made to do that. In Romans 1.26, we saw that there where it mentioned the women doing that, going against nature. Oh, Yet for even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. Well, what was that? What were they, what were they made for? They're made to be married and have children. And they're not, women aren't doing it these days. And you know, as we're having less and less children in our society, women are going crazier and crazier. I mean, just more and more medication. Medication for them. Why? Because this it's not natural. It is completely normal for a woman to get married and to have children. And they're doing all these things, taking all these pills and doing all these things to their body to make sure they don't ever have any kids. That's, I mean, you know, go look at some of the, do some research on the effects of some of these birth control things out there. It is scary to death. You can see what it's doing. I mean, some of the, you know, the what abortions do to women. I mean, talk about unnatural killing your child in the womb. That's not normal. And there are some serious psychological effects that happen to these women that do that. And we got well. We got to figure that out, you know, because it's their right to choose. We've got to figure out how to help these psychological problems. So here's what we'll do: we'll invent another pill. But then they're going to invent a whole bunch of new problems that come as side effects of that pill. Where if they would just do what they were made to do and have children, they would be fine. They would have challenges. It would be hard. But boy, you know what? I've noticed the people that are going the unnatural way, while they don't have any responsibilities, they're not doing any better mentally. And it's because they've gone against nature. And then also, this is going to be offensive too. This is going to be sexist. But look what it says in Genesis 3.16. By the husband, and to thy husband he shall rule over thee. That is the natural order. The man is the head of the house, and the wife submits to the husband. Do we? How much of that do we see going on today? Who is usually the leader of homes today? The woman. And it's falling apart. You say, well, you know, you're saying women can't handle. No, it's it's not the way God made it. It's not the way you know. We want. They wonder why there's all these you know problems in the marriages and things. Listen, if the wife is the boss, there's going to be marriage problems. That's not natural. It is not the way God made things. He shall rule over thee. God instituted it. And when wives submit themselves to their husbands, they are submitting to God. 
Because God was the one that told them to do that. We can talk about how much smarter the ladies are or whatever, but it's not, you know, it doesn't matter. It's not natural. And families are falling apart today because the authority structure is all out of whack. It's all out of line. And right there we see in Genesis chapter 3 the way God set it up and the reason marriages are falling apart, women are going crazy, is because they are not, they have gone away from the natural order that God said, and that was women have children in sorrow, and husband was going to rule over thee. And won't have, the women, they've broken the shackles of, you know, men, and, you know, they don't, you know, a lot of women, we don't need men anymore. You know, we're feminists, we can handle anything, and, you know, feminist.org, go visit there, and you, we'll show you all the medications that you, you can, we can get you for free to help replace the man that's in your life. <laughs> you know, if they'd have had a husband that they submitted to, they'd have been fine mentally, but since they don't have that, now they need all these medications and uh, focus groups and you know group therapy sessions to deal with just going against nature. You go against nature, you're going to have problems. But then finally, the last thing real quickly we'll look at, one other thing that's just killing us, and I, I could spend a lot of time talking about this, and i got to be careful because I, might, I, just, I could start ranting right here. But 1 Corinthians 11:14, Doth not even nature itself teach you that if a man have long hair, it is a shame unto him. But if a woman have long hair, it is a glory to her, for her hair is given to her for a covering. How does nature teach that it's a shame for a man to have long hair and a woman do, or, and it's good for a woman to have long hair? Where does nature teach that? And I'll tell you right now, it's in nature, male and female are different. Right? They're different. There is a difference between male and female. I wish our world could figure that out. I wish our government could figure that out. I wish some of these, uh, you know, Bruce Jenners and stuff could figure that out. <laughs> but, you know, and th- there is a difference. And if you're... If you're born a man, you're supposed to be a man. And you're different than a woman. We don't look like a woman. We're not supposed to dress like women. And vice versa. Deuteronomy chapter 22 and verse 5. Deuteronomy 22, 5. The woman shall not wear that which pertaineth unto a man. Neither shall a man put on a woman's garment. For all that do so are an abomination unto the Lord thy God. They're supposed to look different. Why? Because it's a shame for them not to. It is unnatural for a man and woman to dress alike and to look alike. We're different. We have to wear different clothes. We are made different. We physically are different. What we do as men out working is different than what the woman does at home and with the children. We're going to have to wear different clothes. And that's fine. That's normal. And for us to be wearing the same thing It's a problem. And you know what's funny? You know when men and women started dressing a lot more alike? It was back in World War II, or World War I, when all the men were off fighting wars, which is natural and normal, and the women had to start working. And they started working the men's jobs. And since they're working the men's jobs, well, they needed to wear the same kind of clothes that the men were wearing. And now that women are doing man's work, I know this is sexist, folks, but this, you know, this is just biblical. Now that women are doing man's work, maybe they do need to dress like men. But here's the problem. When they got to do man's work, they're not going to be happy. You, if you have a man try to do woman's work, 
have the wife go out and earn the money while the guy stays home and takes care of the house and raises the kids, it's not going to be a happy guy. <laughs> I can promise you right now, I would be miserable. It just it, it wouldn't work. First Peter three seven. Likewise, ye husbands dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife as under the weaker vessel, and as being heirs together of grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered. Our roles are different in the home, and that it is natural for men and women to be different. It's right there in the Bible. It's natural for us. We we are naturally physically different. We are mentally and emotionally different. We are, and because of that, it is natural for us to dress different, and it is also natural for us to have different roles in the home. And if we will do those things, if we will have the roles that God intended for us, if we will do the work that God intended for us, if we will wear the clothes that God intended for us, if we will look the part, we'll be fine. Things things will go according to plan. Things will be normal, but we want to throw wrenches into these things all the time. We want to change the rules for whatever reason. Well, you know, my husband's not a very good leader. I think I'd be a very leader. Okay, go ahead and throw a wrench in God's plan, but you're going to deal with the consequences. Well, you know, I, I think this will work. You know, this, but you know, I, I think my son can, you know, go through all these years of Bible college and hang around girls and not get in any trouble. Okay, I hope so, but you know what? That's not really the way God laid it out in the Bible. So let's go ahead and throw a wrench there and let's see what happens. Okay, you know, you get to deal with the consequences if find out he got a girl pregnant or find, or he one of these days he comes home and says. I'm a pervert. I know that's not the word they use, but that's the word they should use. You're going to have to deal with the consequences of it. You get away from the natural order. You are going to get in trouble. And I believe we are seeing the mess that we're seeing in our world today because we've, we've gotten away from that. And it has become politically incorrect to say any of what I said today. But you know what? I can't be quiet about it because the consequences of people falling for this junk, it's destroying people's lives. Just destroying people. And I don't want that happening to me. I don't want it to happen to my family. I don't want it happening to any of you. And so I'm going to show what the Bible says about it. And I think it's very clear what the natural order is. And if we stick to it, we'll be okay. And so with that, let's go ahead and stand together. Our heads bowed.